Well, it certainly was Australia's day on day one, but you'd have to say after day two, the English hit back pretty hard and a late injury to Nathan Lyon may have tipped the scales even further uh, in their favour. One man that's been there and seen it all before is Michael Kastowicz. He's been good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Michael. Hey, Julian. How are you? Very well. Uh, let's start with probably the story of the day. I mean, the good news story was Steve Smith, but the, the bad news story from the Australians is this Injury to Nathan Lyon, it certainly didn't look good at the time. You've, you've probably seen the replay of it. What's your thoughts on it? And, and how significant a loss is this for the Aussies if he can't make it back? We know he's not going to bowl in this game, but potentially not make it back for the rest of the series. That's not part of the script, was it? No. It's 100 consecutive <laughs> test match. And for all of a sudden to go out that, um, you know, a feeling injury. And they often call it the calf muscle. If you do a calf, the old man's mm-hmm. injury, don't they? They do. Um, that's yep. So that I've been told that many times. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's one of the things. It's oh, look, it's like all these things. It's going to show the depth of the Australian bowlers or what we have and, and all that. But Test cricket is all about finding a way, adapting, adjusting, not only to the conditions but also the the, the situation. And that's what Australia is going to have to do. Um, I think awfully well in the spin department. We keep comparing this series saying, you know, it could be the best series since 2005 and it sort of started off the same way, Australia winning the first test and then Glenn McGrath got injured on the eve of the second test and now Nathan Lyon's been injured in this test. Uh, Is there any fear that this could be sort of a a series-changing injury? Look, I don't think so. I I really don't. I know that Nathan Lyon is... um I want to use the word invaluable to the team, his experience, obviously, what he provides. But it's an opportunity for someone else to, to step up to, to take that, that, that chance to, to come in and, and show us what they got. Um, I think what you'll find with the Australian side, just that whole belief of you know the way they've played and getting through those tough moments, I think you'll find it, it always does, good teams, it galvanises them, it pulls them together and... And you just got to find a way, and, and certainly with um, injury, um, you know, I guess workload lifts um, for others. And I don't know, maybe we might see Travis Head develop into something special. I guess the, the good, yes. Uh, so I guess the good thing is, if you know, looking ahead to the next test, we have seen Todd Murphy at this level and handle himself, and, and he's there waiting in the wings. Yeah, I think I think you just got to remember that. I know it's it's, it's devastating. It's, it's, well, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But it didn't look good no. for, for Nathan Lyon. Um, but, yeah, assuming that, like you said, um, Todd Murphy, um, spectacular debut in, in India. And, you know, in, in the way he bowls too, I think, um, you know, it would be great as an op for him. But I think you'll see with the Australian side, even with the, you know, certainly the Pat Cummins, we've seen that many times, just the ability to sort of, you know, find a way to sort of, you know, to, to, to come around. And I think that's what they'll do, even... Tomorrow, after the way that England um, looked, they were well on top. One for 188, they were, um, before we sort of came back and got another three wickets through short balls. And even there was a drop catch, I think, um, Marnus at square leg, drop one. So things could have been better. But, yeah, England were well, actually, oh, they were dynamite the way they came out and played and, and really hit Australia back. Um, well, you mentioned the the late wickets there, and a, a lot of short balls, and and the English just kept going for it, and in the end, it was, uh, you know, brought a couple of their their batters unstuck. Were you? Do you think that's going to be a tactic the Australians continue to use, putting in those short balls? Yeah, well, you know they're going to play, but it's an attacking delivery too, with the two men back. 
Um, yeah, and if you know that a batsman's going to play it, then, you know, I know for a fast bowler, then great. Um, pick your end. You don't want a short boundary on that side. But I think that's where, you know, with the extra bounce and a good bouncer too, it just, it's just, it's part of your armory as a fast bowler, just to, to mess the batsman's feet up. So there's two things. Um, I, I reckon even in that first test, I know it was a very slow sort of wicket at Edge Baston, but even here, um, I want to see more bounces. You know, test the batsman out. You know, make it short. Just get him thinking about that short ball. The other thing that there weren't enough of yesterday were maiden overs. There was only five mm. maiden overs by the Australian bowlers. And sure, that's a product out of the way that the batsmen are playing and they're playing attacking, they're looking at scoring and all that. But what you have to do in test cricket is consecutive maidens, build up the pressure, get the batsman playing out of his comfort zone. Um, and certainly the bounce is all part of that. Thought to a former Australian fast bowler, Michael Kasteritz, uh, after day two of the second test at Laws. Just on, you mentioned there, you know, not many maiden overs. How would someone like Josh Hazel would be handling a, a day like today? A bowler that sometimes goes for one for over, two for over. He can, he can bowl maiden after maiden. And he's got this team just coming after him. He's going at almost six and over at times. How would a player like Josh Hazel would have to adjust to a situation like that? Well, I think it's the, the line you're bowling. You can sort of get a bit too straight. And we sort of saw that England were doing exactly the same thing, bowling the ball sort of even off stump or even just outside off stump for a batsman, certain batsman like Steve Smith, um, but he's on his own. Um, you know, they turn to the leg side and they're just rotating the strike and turning it over. You know, even good balls are getting, you know, just they're, rota- they're you know, turning, clocking the, the scoreboard over. So maybe your white line goes a little bit wider um, outside off stump, we used to call it fourth or even fifth stump line. Feels like it's a little bit too wide, but you know if that the ball's just getting through to the keeper and with those dot balls, it's all part of it. Um, finding a way to do that, you know, like I said with a bouncer, you get two high bounces, you get two and over. Um, you know, finishing it over, dot dot there. Um, maybe taking the foot off, trying to attack and bowl two straight, but it depends on the batsman, of course. Just looking at the overall day for the Australians, was it was it a little bit of a sloppy day? You know, losing the last five wickets for seventy seven, maybe missing an opportunity to really put a foot on the throat. And then, a, you know, Cam Green gets a wicket with a no ball. There was a drop catch. Was it just a a little bit sloppier than normal from the Australian team? Yes, I think even with the batting, I think the last seven wickets even went for a hundred. Yeah. So you know that's ideally not good. You know, I'm sure that you know they realise that. Um, he, yeah, like you said, um, drop catches or wickets of no balls, or even, and I think that's the thing. Everyone reflects on the day um, of what they did or how they do it better. So that's what I'm looking forward to tonight to to see them coming out and sort of you know adapting and adjusting. Like even um, one of the other crazy little stats and things I heard. I think it was Mike Athlon was talking about Ben. Uh, Ducker, yep, the opener, right? Um, he's playing his twelfth Test match, and I think I, I did hear this. He said, um, he said Ben Duckett, um he's playing his twelfth match, Test match. He's only his stats. He's only he's only left twelve balls. <laughs> it's something. It's crazy. Every other ball, he's gone after everything there. So I know as a bowler, it's almost like well, that's a, an invitation of sort of you know like, that's great. Keep playing it there, and we can sort of you know work out there. A little bit wider, perhaps. Certainly, length. He's not that tall. Ben actually Duckett uh, played for the Brisbane Heat last year. Came That's out right. for a yeah. little while. Um, had a bit of a, a crack in there. But interesting, you said about you know Josh Hazelwood. 
even beforehand, I realised for a Melbourne audience, um, you're sitting there going, Scotty Boland, mm-hmm. well, you know, that's what, what you know. Why is he not there? Because that's what he does, and that's what he's always done. Um, you know, even at the MCG, very benign wicket that is. Um, in a lot of ways, you'd think that with the slope, with the angle, with that you know harder ball nipping the ball back in or away, um, it was kind of the oval that, that I suppose the pitch that that Boland. Um, you'd think it'd be pretty good, but I know with Mitchell Stark, he's He's an attacking bowler, so you guarantee you know he's going to go for some runs. But his ability, you know, at 100 and, you know, high 140k an hour, you know, balls, variety, um, being left arm, around the wicket, all those type of things too is something a lot a real different. So just interesting to see how the speed at which England scored their runs. I think, what was it? I think there was, um, I think they got their 100. Um, yeah, the 150 was up in 30 overs. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and even the 200 was in the uh, was 40 overs. So that's like you know four runs and over, five runs and over is what they're they're scoring at. So you've got to find ways just to dry that up. Well, you did touch on the sore point down here in Victoria that Scott <laughs> Pollan was was left out. So you you make the point there about Mitch Stark, but are you surprised it was Boland that made way and and not Josh Hazelwood? Oh, look, I know that you know, the, the, well, the New South Wales combination of uh, <laughs> Cummins, Stark and Hazelwood um, you know, had plenty of success. And, and I guess with Hazelwood's injury was the opportunity for Scotty Bowling to come in. And, geez, what a... I don't think anyone has ever taken an opportunity as well as he has um, when it's been handed out. So... Yeah, a tough call, but it's one of those things I reckon the you know, from the Australian selectors they just sort of looked at it, and maybe even even the way um, even the way that England played, and maybe to against Basball, I think that's why Stark didn't play that first test. I reckon that's why they thought they'll look to contain. Um, maybe as a result, it didn't quite work out that way. Um, in Edgebaston, and then they thought, oh well, look, well you know we've got. We've got Cameron Green, I suppose, can can maybe do that role as well. Um, and they're just looking after that you know, bit of difference, which is what Stark brings. We've got to talk about Steve Smith. We're talking to former Australian fast bowler Michael Kastrowitz. Uh, only the fourth Australian to make uh, two centuries at Lords. He's now up to 32, uh, only behind uh, Ricky Ponting now with 41 test centuries. I guess we shouldn't be surprised he hit back like this, should we, Michael? We, knowing the sort of person he is, he would have been... Pretty disappointed to miss out twice in the first test, and he he, he made sure he didn't miss out again. No, oh look, it's, there's something so special about Steve Smith, the whole story and the way he plays. Um, and and just I realise the numbers, you know, are extraordinary. Um, but maybe it just <laughs> stepping back, I don't know. When the people were watching Bradman in the day, were they stopping going, "Hey, this guy's amazing"? Oh, obviously he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, like recognising the moment that, you know, we're seeing history in the making here. Someone that in, you know, years to come, they'll regard as being, you know, the, well, so good, like freakish good and the player and like having played with Ricky Ponting and, and seeing that on even, you know, like even Alan Border, you know, all these great players previously being involved and around a bit. This, we're seeing something really special um, and we're, it's a gift, I think, for everyone um, watching the way that he has this uncanny ability to come back.
Yeah, Unbelie- yep. Un- yeah. unbelievable performance. Unbelievable. Let's just hope we see him uh, for a few years to come. So going into day three, Michael, uh, England resuming at four for 278, uh, Australia posting 416. Would you rather be in Ben Stokes' shoes, Pat Cummins' shoes, or is this basically right evenly poised as we speak? Oh, it is, absolutely. But I think Ben Cum- uh, sorry, um, Paddy Cummins would absolutely want to be in the Australian shoes because... They would have looked at what happened. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there's always, um, you know, find a way to, to, to solve it, to fix it. But the belief in that Australian side, the confidence, obviously, from the first test, finding a way, but then even here, um, you know, even more so. I think that's what they'll be looking forward to. The surface itself at Lords is awesome. Um, it doesn't break up. It won't be, you know, dying or keeping too low. It'll be true most of the time. Um, and with Australia bowling last and having that, um, I think, is going to be a, a great thing, which to me is surprising that you win the toss in England. I realise a pick four bowl or four fast bowlers decided to bat for, uh, decided to bowl, which I think that in itself is like, um, that was a little gift in itself. And just finally, Michael, before I let you go, uh, the SEN Test Cricket commentary team's doing a great job from Lords, but is it missing maybe one more fast bowler in the, in the commentary setup? Well, I, look, I think you find that with most of the, the commentary teams around the world. Like, there's, it, look, put it this way, it's um, diversity. And I think fast, the fast bowler in any team, right, um, it forms a, is part of the minority group. And we always get persecuted like any minority group. And that's where, that's where you know, look at obviously you're watching, you know, if you're watching on TV and because you can't, of course, have access to uh, SEN uh, coverage, um, if you're watching on TV, they're all batsmen telling you about stuff and even telling you about what the bowlers are thinking and doing. And even, it just, it actually pains me to watch that. So I think even, I would have loved to have seen, or um, SEN even, um, have a little bit more diversity um, with the uh, fast bowls because I think the, what we have to remember here, Julian, is that batsmen, uh, sorry, you win a test match by taking 20 weeks. The bowlers win test matches Batsmen lose test matches by not scoring enough runs. There you go. I hope the powers of B are listening, and this will change uh, from tours uh, from this point onwards. Uh, Michael, thanks for your time. Always great to catch up, and can't wait for, wait for day three to get underway tonight. Absolutely. Thanks, Julian. Good on you.